Hello and welcome in. It's the return of the Backyard Banter podcast after a two-month hiatus. It's the return no one was asking for, but we insisted on bringing you. It's your host here, Connor Scott, sitting in with me. The original BYB members themselves, Kyle George, Tyler Bagenstoss. Guys, feels so good to be back on the mics. Fucking great. Yeah, I mean, my DMs were just getting blown up every day. Where's the next episode? When's it going to happen? Thousands Actually, a day. And streets I just, you were know, calling. You know, finally, I'm just like, all right, we got to do it. People you know, want it. One of our loyal 30 listeners did contact me over the last week saying, are you seriously not going to talk about the Blazers right now with this much turmoil going on? That hurt my feelings a little bit yeah, because that was it's rude. not exactly a happy time in Portland right now, but at the same time, inspired me. Yep. inspired us to yep. want to hop back on the mics and bring you a quality episode. And before we dive into all that Blazers turmoil, that will be a bulk of the episode. I've spent the last couple weeks thinking it's a crazy year, right? Obviously, we had COVID still here, still very much in the works, but things are starting to open back up. So I've taken some time to reflect. And in that, a question arose. Tyler, I think you're going to identify with this. <laughs> if you could get in a time machine right now, yes, would you go to the past or the future? And why? Are we staying there? Oh, or is you it tell like, me. Or is you, it just like I, you go, you get to like be there for as long as you want and come back? Or? I'll repeat the question. If you had to get in a time machine, would you go to the past or future yep. and why? So okay. you tell okay. me if you're so, staying. Okay, fine. I don't okay, know. So, Ty, you can go All right, it's year 2021, fellas. Thank you for setting yeah, that yeah, wow. for us. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, I don't write the date enough. You know, so I'm just writing 2020 and forgetting. I do So that I just want to set the stage of 2021 today. I think I'm going future. And the reason why I think I'm going future, I don't know how far. I want to say, I'm going to say five years in the future because a lot of shit happens in five years. And clearly, as we've learned with COVID and shit just coming out of nowhere. Right. I think I would go in the future five years and whatever natural disaster or bad thing is going <laughs> to happen next because something's probably going to happen. Okay. I'm going to find out what it is so that I can plan for it accordingly, whether it be digging a big ass hole in the ground and building a bunker underneath the earth or i don't know how i would i would actually be screwed on getting a vaccine of some sort but i would just hide i would just go into hiding maybe and just figure it out so i can tell my family like hey this is what we got to do we got to start buying a lot of canned food because shit's going to go bad okay only going five years though uh, right i think i'm only going going five give yourself a lot of a buffer there well is damien lewis still on the blazers (laughs) well that was i was gonna say the best part about that is you'd be able to count four blazer championship banners (laughs) well said kyle well said (laughs) did you almost say the modus on i almost well you caught yourself what what is that i don't know that i don't know what it is either okay so you're going five years into the future yeah and you're Checking in, you're taking the pessimistic approach, but the helpful approach for helpful family. More like, yes. let's see what shit happens in the yeah, next five. Maybe and prepare. Avocados are going to be gone. We need to stockpile some avocados, like because I can't talk about a disaster. A disaster. <laughs> That's a natural disaster. Yes. I mean, thought the potato famine was bad. Wait till <laughs> yeah, the avocado no. famine. God damn it. <laughs> okay, five years into the future, I like it. It's that's a very like humble choice i feel like because it's i can tell you i'm not going there um kyle yeah i'm definitely not going there i i know i'm going in the past the date of november 22nd 1963 i'm going to (laughs) dallas texas and i'm sitting my ass on the fucking grassy knoll and i'm finding out who shot jfk and if there was someone on the grassy knoll because that shit government man i want to know i want to know was there someone there was there not someone there and if there's not someone there then you know we can we can believe the story that's been that's been told that's a okay i like that one are you you're sitting on the grassy knoll are you sure you don't want to just go up to the library where 
he was accused of shooting JFK from, because then you're yeah. going to get a better well, vantage the, point. Well, the reason why I want to go to the grassy knoll is this, is because there's been a lot of analysis on this, and they think there was multiple shooters. So okay. I think whether Lee Harvey Oswald was the one who was there, I think it's very possible that there was someone up there who was shooting. But the question that everyone is wondering is the fatal shot that everyone watches, it appears to come from the front. The magic bullet. Exactly. Well, yeah, that's in the magic There's no bullet. way a guy from that far away snipes him in the dome or whatever it was. It well, it actually wasn't that far, but it was a weird angle. But the, like his head goes backwards in the video. Like He gets shot and his head goes backwards. So I just want to know, like, was there someone on the grassy knoll? If there's not someone on the grassy knoll, then it's like it's probably... Probably the the story that's been told is probably true, is what I, I would say. Well, and there's also that theory, I think following in line with someone on the grassy knoll of like you can almost make out in photographs past someone in like a policeman's uniform, like a disguise, yep. um, holding a gun. It looks like and like with a flash in front of. There it, were so. there were there were gun shells or uh, bullet shells, and that it, it's just like I have to know was there fucking someone there because that, that's a good yeah. one because so, if you've watched like JFK movies or any sort of J- you only have to watch one JFK documentary to be like yeah. real hooked into it so highly recommend if you haven't yeah. but that's just one that you know wasn't it Eunice like had that guy coming and talk yeah, about it I remember that I think ever school. since then yeah when, uh, you've I been was, skeptical you've <laughs> been pretty skeptical it. <laughs> it went through one ear and out the other and i didn't really care much after that but i was like that was pretty interesting i'll <laughs> yeah. never think about it again <laughs> <laughs> i think uh for me personally i would you guys know me i'd go back i'd go about 1930s and i would be the best five sport athlete you've ever seen. Like I'm talking the times of like George Mikan playing basketball for the Minneapolis Scott's in the record books. <laughs> that's just. right. I'm gonna pump uh, fake. Pump fake. That's right. They've never seen a pump fake. No. They've never crossover. seen ten in a row. <laughs> I mean, shit. I still can't dunk, so that part hurts. I mean, they they lowered the hoops, but then yeah. I'm taking Babe Ruth to town. I'm inventing American football. I'm matching up against Pele and soccer, whomever was then, ba- whoever okay. was playing. So back basically, then. you're saying that all these athletes back in the day weren't trash. Very, weren't good. They're trash, Kyle. <laughs> and Connor and current talent and is in better. my current self whooping that ass in all of them, every sport. Baker's never seen a curveball. Is that no? What he hasn't. <laughs> no, he's seen his no, fastballs or lollipops. <laughs> it's like seeing Ephesus nowadays. I mean, come on, the dude's 500 pounds and pitch. The basketball one like I can get behind because, like, the way they played basketball when it was first invented was with like a peach basket, and like they didn't really know how to dribble through people. So I could see you did, like put getting your name Connor's on the record in the there. flex offense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Connor yeah. is the <laughs> definite. It's no longer going to be What's called ISO ball because in the future it'll be called Connor ball because that's, right. that, that's the first uh, there's version not, to do it. Uh, there's not one pass in sight. Uh, and within that, got to bring the three-point line to fruition, obviously. Give myself an advantage there. So I think I'm going back, making sure my name's in every one of the record books. Imagine golf. I'm bringing my clubs with me in the time machine. So yeah. I've got modern day technology. While they're using old hickories, I've got the <laughs> M4 or M6, whatever we're on now from uh, TaylorMade. Yeah, we're that's, on a lot of That's where I'm going, for sure. Yep. I like that. That's a good one. I mean, it's got to be remembered forever. It's, it's like smart. Benny the Jet. Yeah. Heroes, what, Kyle, what's the quote from Sam? Heroes Martin? get remembered, legends never die. Thank you. Yeah. And oh, I, I, I never I've always felt like he was speaking to me a little bit. <laughs> Kyle's I, a quote god, dude. You know that. I would have so. never known that there was a first part to that. I always just thought it was legends never die. I, if you ever need a movie quote, you go right to Kyle. Good dude's, yeah. good dude's pretty sharp Kelsey's there. A, I like your hat, too, Kyle. Where'd you get it? Thank you. I bought it online. Oh, nice. Where's it you from? Know, uh, something called the Internet. 
Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I would have invented that too, actually, oh, while yeah. I was playing basketball, <laughs> baseball, football, the, you're soccer. You're just the ideas guy. Yeah. Who's going to be like, what if there was something where everyone could just like type something online oh. and get Instead of like Amazon? Google, it would just say Connor with a bunch of O's in the middle. Connor. <laughs> and it would be did awesome. Did you steal that from Hot Tub Time Machine? I did. God damn it, I should have known did. better than the quote guy. <laughs> That's exactly where I stole it from. Um Okay. Good movie, by the way. Underrated movie. It is. We've had too much fun. That was that was a fun time laughing. <laughs> Let's get into the dark stuff. Let's talk about the Blazers. No, here. there's still optimism, boys. Come on. We Tell me where it is, Tyler. <laughs> Tell me where it, it is. lies in Damian Lillard, man. That's oh, really? Does yeah. it? Because the last three days did not feel <laughs> yeah. very good. I almost shit my pants the other <laughs> yeah. day. Okay, where do we even want to start? Should we start at how we felt towards the end of last season, losing in the first round of the playoffs yet again? I believe that makes it eight out of. Nine seasons or six out of eight we've the lost what? in the first round. Oh, really? Yeah, under O'Shea and with in the Damian Lillard era. It's somewhere and around the there. the only time we went to the Western Conference Finals? I think that might be the end. Well, we we might have lost to the Clippers once. We beat the Clippers and then we got swept by the Warriors. That was one time we got out. And then we made the Western Conference Finals. Are those the only two I times? I think so. Yeah. It must be six out of the last eight yeah. were first round exits. Let's not forget the And the Rockets. Minutes. And we beat the Rockets on Dame Shot. Okay, I have so my stats times. wrong. Yeah. I have my stats wrong. But it's it's consistent. It's enough it's that people good. were worried. Let's just put yeah. it that way. <laughs> it was kind of the Portland mediocrity How that about we used it's to It's enough praise. for the ownership to be like, oh, we're looking at how much money we're making. Let's just keep it, you know, just steady rolling. And I think that's where Dame's frustration lies. And so uh, that's a good point. Let's just dive right in there. You feel like there's almost an acceptance as of late within the franchise from the ownership down to, you know, we're not the worst team. We're not tanking people. Portland's going to show up for games as long as you're not tanking. Um, we're always going to show up for games. We don't have any other teams. We have one of the most loyal and craziest fan bases in the world because Portland trailblazers are the only professional team we have. Yeah. We got the Timbers, which we're super loyal about too, but the only one of the big three sports, how about that? Baseball, basketball, football. Right. So it's all we got in that sense. And Dame's frustration, which we all were, you know, saw quotes or whatever. What was that, Friday? Where his main thing was urgency. And I don't think that Dame believes that the ownership slash the rest of the front office, Volcom or whatever group, doesn't have the same urgency. Maybe it's he's talking about Neil, too. Probably is. And um, same urgency to win a championship that he is. Because he's like... Look, he he's a realist. He's 31. He's getting he's close to the end of his prime. He's pro I mean, we're seeing CP3 do it, but like even now we're seeing him kind of fall off here in the late end of uh, their playoff stretch or their championship run. Um Dame's at the top of his game right now for another I'm going to give him 3 to 4 years because he's fucking amazing. It could be less, I don't know. Hopefully right. it's more. And he's like, "Look, I need another legitimate all-star." And we all love all the Blazers that play for them. I fucking love CJ. I love everyone. But, like, we have to explore all avenues possible in order to give Dame and Dame alone the best chance at winning a championship, and that being the Blazers as well. And right now, he said it in his last interview when, um, at the USA Basketball Camp that he doesn't think the roster is good enough. And, like, right. Uh, if you're one of his teammates, that's, like, He's just being real. He's just being honest. He's not going to lie to you. He, like, he, he, he's always taking the punches. He's rolled with any team he's had. He had J.J. Hickson as his starting center when he was first in the league. Like, yeah. He's had some bad teams, and he's done so much with so little. Like We should have beaten Denver. Even It doesn't matter that we had Terry. Like, Terry Stotts is a fine coach, but they didn't have Jamal Murray, Will Barton, or I think someone else. And we were definitely the favorites and still got 
not smoked, but we lost. And Dame put up 55 in an incredible performance in that last game. Right. Like, it's just, we need help. Dame needs help. Dame needs, to ha- like, some pressure off of him. Where And then one last thing, boys, is that we're always criticizing his defense, which, yeah, it's not anything spectacular. But he's having to expend so much energy on offense to even keep us in these games. So maybe if we brought some more talent around him, everything would I don't know if I don't know why I'm getting into defense right now, but he's just spending so much um, energy on offense to even keep us in games. Right. And Kyle, to that point, I think Tyler uh, nailed it that at the end of the season, the way we lost to Denver in that first round series was very clear. It's time to shake things up. Right. But then you start hearing, you know, weeks progress a little bit and you start hearing rumors that O'Shea's telling Nurkic, he's telling CJ, I'm not trading you guys. I'm I'm keeping you around. Do you think that's kind of where then the rift really started with Dame in the front office? Or how do you feel like it it's progressed to the point we're at now um, where it's gotten pretty tumultuous, although it looks like he does hasn't it requested a trade yet? Even being on the verge of that with a guy as loyal as Damian Lillard hurts the soul a little bit. So what do you think caused the initial rift? Um I don't know if there was that in particular that causes it. I think it's just kind of the situation in general, but I don't think that helps. I, I don't think, like, there's one person on our roster wh- who Olshay should be, like, talking to about that kind of stuff, and that's Dame. Right. I don't think he should be telling, talking to CJ and Nurk being like, we're keeping you guys for sure. Like, I don't really think that's what he should be doing as the GM. It's like when you have a superstar talent like Damian Lillard in a small market it's okay to I think incorporate and get his thoughts because he's your focal point he's everything to the franchise and you want to keep him happy but you also want to win so it's I don't think I didn't like hearing that he was talking to CJ about like hey we're not going to trade you because like now if we do end up trading CJ it's going to make one make himself look worse Olshay that is it's going to make him look worse because you told CJ that you were going to trade him then you go and trade him that's not a good look for you but I also I would feel bad for CJ in that case because CJ may want to be here but I also I also think CJ would understand if we shook things up I think him and Dame are close enough to where like their friendship's not going to get terminated because of a trade if CJ got to. at least I don't know I don't know if you guys disagree no, with that I don't but that's kind so of my take I on agree. it I agree and I think that you know at the end of the day I don't mean to steer away from your question or if I even answered your question, but I think at the end of the day, it's like losing to Denver was, yes, that you have to shake things up now. You have to. And if you try and run it back again, and if you think just a new head coach is going to change everything, like, don't get me wrong, there, there's a small percent chance that that could happen, but let's be honest, it's more likely than not that it's not going to happen. Well, like, that's just assuming that, you know, a, a, an offensive scheme or a defensive scheme change is going to take a team that lost to a team with their second and third best players out and is all of a sudden going to make them a championship contender. That's just not logical, in my opinion. Agreed. I, I think if you look at the roster construct and the fact that we've seen the same core for five, six, seven years now, um, we know in our heart of hearts we're not at the contending level of, well, definitely not Brooklyn, even Milwaukee. I think Phoenix has had a pretty lucky road um, on their way to this finals. That can be debated later, different podcasts. I mean, same with Milwaukee, Check too, out Rally in the Valley podcast. Brooklyn I'm sure it's got there. injured this sh- like. But I'm just saying we're not at the level of those teams that no. are really contending for a title. We can be a very scary team, and if you get hot like the Suns did this year, you can make that run, or even the Mavericks all out to 2011. It's just right now... I don't know if there's that belief in the locker room anymore because we've seen it kind of fizzle out at the end of every season, right? Um, And so I I agree completely that at this point, 
running back the same thing seems somewhat useless. And really, when it comes down to C.J. Dame's relationship, Nurkic's feelings, all that, it's your job to build the best roster you can <laughs> as a general manager. And that's why me personally, I, I'm fed up with Neil Olshay at this point. He's a To me, he feels very much like a guy who's following our you know the ownership as Tyler mentioned earlier he's very content with being just above average because he knows that he'll keep his job and he knows he can kind of make those mid-tier moves. He just moves got a contract that, extension. Yeah, exactly. He hasn't missed the playoffs like you can't like oh like he's pretty good you know well, and, right and now, then the ownership's happy as hell because they're getting all that playoff money you know and even first round you're making a lot then those couple where we made it to the semifinals, like that probably set them up for years to be chilling. Yeah. Well, not that they, the Allen family trust needed no. it, but yeah. at the same time, <laughs> they didn't. It's, it does feel like Neil O'Shea is actually running the full franchise at this point. It doesn't feel like there's a boss a, ahead of him right now, just with what's coming out in the media in terms of decision making, in terms of um, any I mean, reprimands seems- for anything, like any wrong moves he've, he's made. Like if you look back at 2016, the bad year when, we signed all the contracts mm-hmm. that everyone knows about. And then again, like the white side disaster, in my opinion. Um, when does he ever get knocked down by anyone? No one ever says the, like, Neil, that was shitty. What are you doing? The it's worst just like, part oh, try again. Is the best leaders take ownership. That's of what their I mistakes. Mean. And He's he, kind of used car when is he ever? Not that that's a bad thing. When has he ever? When has he ever been like, yep, you know, I need to be better. If he did something like that, like you're not gonna hit on everything, especially as a GM. It's fucking tough, dude. We get it, but like, right. maybe be like, yeah, I fucked up one time. Like, I shouldn't have paid Tap the Alan Crabb and Evan Turner. I yeah. shouldn't have done all this shit. Like, and then do we want to get into Zach Collins? We traded two first round picks to trade up for Zach. You can't get or guess all the injuries and stuff. I know, but like, John Collins was there. Donovan Mitchell was there. Like, I got. I can't lie to you. I hate when people say that kind of stuff because in the NBA draft, I mean, Kawhi Leonard went fifteenth. Yeah. He's the second or third best player in the NBA when he's healthy. Like, it's so hard to retroactively look at. Because especially when we all, I think, we're pretty in agreement as a a fan base, not just us three in this room, Collins is a good piece if he could ever stay on the court. And, yes, Portland's made this mistake, most notably Sam Bowie, Greg Oden. We don't talk about it. But it is a bit of bad luck along with the maybe there's some training staff issues as well as player development issues. I just... It's so easy to go back in any draft and be like, that guy was on the board after us. That guy was Nikola Jokic drafted like second round, forty third yeah, overall yeah. in the draft. Like, yeah. why didn't we pick him? Yeah. Should have picked yeah. him at Draymond a point. Green, you know, yeah. all those guys. Yeah. So yeah. I did hear you though. Is, I mean, yeah. it's easy. So I guess you can't harp on them for draft picks. Then that one, I, d- I just haven't. Well, I was just, just going to make a point to that though. It's and this has always been a frustration of mine with Portland is like, but I can't think who have we drafted since I guess CJ or, or Dame that has really like panned out to be a good piece for us. Right. Like you can't really think like so, there yeah. aren't a lot Tyler's of them. Point. Yeah. yeah, so it has to it makes you wonder cuz you look at the Suns like they have a lot of guys that are what second third year players right yeah. now that are big contributors. The like, Warriors draft I know is... we didn't have a top 10 pick, but the bottom line is is that like usually first round picks can be rotation guys at the very least and a lot of ours aren't even rotation guys like Anthony started to get his mix I guess a little bit last year. But, you know, I don't think he's anywhere near where we would like him to be. I know he's still young. He's got time. I think Zach Collins would be there if he was healthy. We, he, he for sure would be there. I think Zach Collins makes this team a lot different. Um, not pinning our season or anything like that on Zach Collins for being injured. But, like, let's be honest. Our, t- our roster is a lot more dangerous when you add him into the mix. Absolutely. I mean, no um, question just about Versatility-wise, a lot of different reasons. But it is frustrating. Why don't our first-round picks – like, Nasir hasn't even – he's barely been – 
yeah, some minutes every once in a while. Well, but that's it's never another. Consistent. That's like, another thing. Like, if you talk about last year's roster, and I know it's going to be different this year, but we had like 10, 12 guys, you know, who like you could argue deserve some minutes. You know, you could argue Nasir deserves some, like, but then you had a guy like Mello who love him to death. Like, I if we sign him again, I will quit being a Blazer fan. And I was. I like I just was on the mellow train because he's tight. He's fucking sweet, dude. It's fun to watch him he's play. He's fucking sweet. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating as a team, but it's yeah. fun to watch him and play he individually. Plays negative defense. <laughs> yeah. He's got a good swipe down move. But, no, I'm um, joking. <laughs> I don't know. Just figuring out. We just have so much to figure out, man. I, I I don't know. I honestly don't know. Get Dame some help. Right. Trust in Chauncey now. We like Chauncey as a hire. I think. Right. I think it's one of those things too, where with such an obvious exit that was so painful and felt the same. It's time to actually just go for a new identity overall. Yeah. Like we can't just be the same. Oh yeah. Even group. Like we can't do the fringe type stuff. <laughs> and so yeah. maybe we start looking at, you know, you don't even have to get a superstar back for a lot of these guys, but like for Nurk, what if we could get miles Turner, just someone that's completely blocking shots oriented and like, or just some some moves kind of like that where you're changing up all of the core except Dame. And then, obviously, I think we should spend a little time talking about maybe some of the thoughts you guys have had around trades and, and what you'd like to see happen. Um, in regards, I mean, especially, CJ's going to be our big ticket item. And we should also address the Dame trade talk that has come about and, and where we feel at that. So where do you guys want to start, Kyle? I'm going to let you um, pick. We can start with CJ first because okay, I want to delay the Dame trade talk as much as possible. Yeah, so, fair. <laughs> it um, hurts. I think. Yeah, I think you said it really well in that. I think it's like it's time for us to stop overvaluing CJ. And when I say overvaluing CJ, we all know CJ's really good and we all love him. And he's, he's probably making an All Star game right when he leaves. To be honest, yeah, if it's I mean, in if the he's Eastern in the Conference, East, yeah, if he gets more East, shots yeah. and he's the primary ball That's handler, what I mean. without a doubt, without a doubt. But, but he doesn't work next to Dame. It just doesn't for work a championship. Next to Dame. We've tried too many times. It just doesn't work, and so we need to accept it doesn't work, and we need to not pretend that we're going to trade CJ straight up for Ben Simmons. It's just not going to happen. Come on, don't tell me that. It's just, it won't <laughs> happen. But not to say that doesn't mean you couldn't trade CJ to Philly for Ben Simmons and also include Anthony Simons, a first-round pick, and maybe create some sort of package. You're going to have to give up a lot more than you want to give up. Don't get right. me wrong. But you also need to start considering, okay, we don't. to your point, we don't need another superstar for CJ because he's not a superstar. In fact, he's not an all-star. He's never been one. So we're, let's not pretend like we're going to get an all-star in return for him. Like There's there's one a rumor that came up where like someone was mentioning like Paul George for, with a package for CJ, and people were like, oh, I don't really like Paul George. I'm like, y'all are fucking crazy. Paul yeah. George is literally <laughs> 10 times better than CJ McCollum, and I know we all he has his issues, and we, we yeah we don't love him like, as a let's stop overvaluing CJ. Like if, if that you should take that trade in a freaking heartbeat if that was ever possible. I don't think it I don't think it is possible, but you know start considering trades for CJ with like you know maybe two guys. Maybe you get two guys that aren't all stars but provide some versatility defensively. Are more like you know, more of like a three and a four position that you know yeah aren't CJ's like don't have his ceiling but can balance our team out a little bit and maybe like that will. You know, right. Do something for our team. Just try something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Tyler, to Kyle's point there, do you think maybe what we're living through right now is a result of overvaluing CJ for too long over the last couple years rather than like, or do you think we've waited the appropriate amount of time as a franchise and have just have to swallow the tough pill that it's not going to work? 
Um, Considering there were deals on the table the last three or four yeah, years. I mean, I don't know what Neil's been thinking necessarily. And how old is CJ? Because he's probably in his prime right now, right? Yeah, he he's is. like 29, I think. He's like two he's, years he's younger than Dame or yeah, one? No, so he's, he's one, one year younger. One year. So he's 30. Dame just turned 31, so he's 30. So, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I don't. I think we can all agree that having your two best players at, at the guard position is not necessarily a recipe for success. It worked for Golden State, but Steph and Clay are like much different style of players. Dame and CJ are very comparable in the way that they play the game. Um, both small, like crafty um, scorers. Yeah, and, I mean, but Clay Clay's just the a, best defensive guard. One of the best defensive, one of the, back, and that's back, a big deal. I mean, that yeah, that yeah. changes. And, and he's a lot bigger to. too. Yeah. Sorry. Keep no, no, going. you're yeah, fine. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, so yeah, I would love that. I would love to, you know, find a deal for a Ben Simmons, or I don't even know if that's. I would love to switch it up just to spread out the talent and just get a new identity. Um, but it's not going to happen. You don't think so? I don't you're, think so? we're doing nothing. I don't think it'll happen before the season starts. But I don't think we're doing. I could see it anything. happening during the season. Maybe. I, I. I. If you do it, I don't. It would make sense to me. I don't know about you guys. If you're going to trade a guy like CJ, you do it before the season so that you have a full season worth of time to get acclimated with your new players because CJ is such a big part of your team and scoring and stuff. And you would think that whoever's coming in to help is a decent impact, you know, or maybe not scoring, but in other ways. I just like, what has Neil? I don't think Neil's going to make a move. He, I mean, he said it, he said he's keeping him. Right. Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. Right. I don't know if that's true or not, but I just I just have a horrible feeling and we're all gonna hate it that we're we're gonna do nothing. We're waiting on Derek Jones Jr. player option. You know, I don't know when that date is when all those um uh decisions have to be made for team options, player options, whatever those contract uh things say. But I don't think we're gonna do anything of impact to our roster. And we're gonna run it back like Nasir's a year older, Anthony's a year older, we're gonna just see what we can do with Chauncey, and then we're all just going to want to throw up the whole time. Right. That's going to be so heartbreaking. And it's going to be so heartbreaking, and and especially if there were deals on the table. In the in the past, like, maybe we waited a season too long with dealings. Like, if, if there was deals, you know, where you, you're not like, – Kyle said it a while back, but, like, you're not going to get – if you packaged together a couple players, you would get a player just as good as CJ and Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is probably better, you know, even though he can't shoot the ball and has to come out in the fourth quarter. Um, but he wouldn't with Dame. He wouldn't I mean, with Dame. Dame scores I know. I know. all our points anyway in the fourth. But they, but but they, if it's a close game, they just foul Ben Simmons and then. Oh yeah, that's we true. do that. Yeah, whole that's thing. true. You're right. Um, but I'm fine with that because hopefully that we're. I don't know. I'm just afraid that we're going to keep the same team, run it back, and then we're going to hate it. And at a point, it's it's like tough to get excited about, you know, because we do love these guys, but it's hard not to believe we've seen. The clear ceiling, yes. if not over the ceiling, when we did reach the Western Conference Finals, and and this is not my take at all, but mm. you can find on Twitter with some of the blue check marks, they'll say that Western Conference Finals season was almost the worst thing to happen to us as a franchise, Probably. in terms of prog- progress, because now we think that's our level. When really a lot of players were hurt that season, if you remember, and we had a pretty good road um, to and then make we ran it to into the Western Golden State. Yeah. Yeah, well, and yeah. we got buzzsawed yeah. when they didn't even have KD, I think, or. Steph? Well, we we did beat two healthy teams, but I I agree with your point in that. 
Right. I, we probably just overperformed. You know, right. We and beat an OKC team with Russ and Paul George, and then we played Denver before they were ready to be. And then a they, yeah, they were like a year. Right. I mean, they were still a really good team, Absolutely. and we went seven games with them. But yeah, you know, they're everyone knew that the next season they were going to be a better team because of that one year of development. Right. And that okay, so that's a good point. It just kind of tilted the focus to like, oh, this team can contend when really I think there's a lot of yeah. d- holes still out there to be had. So uh, I think that there's deals that could be made, and I'm fine with getting way less f- for CJ in terms of talent just to get a different roster and shake up and and get something else. Like, if you look at When Milwaukee, you say way less, though, you're thinking like not a package with a, pa- a couple guys, couple like guys. A, are, a wing they, and a post con- or something. Yeah, yeah that'll come contribute but like aren't as necessarily good as cj statistically, statistically aren't show the same right yeah, but I maybe they saying. bring more to the team because they're defensive minded or something like not i know it's different but like drew holiday and pj tucker being those the are the exact kind like, i was just thinking of yeah. you're seeing and then you have chris right middleton and Giannis. like that's a defensive team right there like, yeah holy shit yeah. and and of course we don't want pj tucker now uh if no. it has to be a trade for cj because he's old as balls yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but the impact he makes is is yeah. Yeah. undisputable. I mean, you see a guy that's hard-nosed like that, and that's how you change your identity. You get guys like that. Yes. Yeah, that's one that I loved about Gary. has been interesting to me is uh, the, the Draymond Green thing, yeah. where it's like, obviously Draymond isn't the same Draymond. At least it doesn't appear so. But it does make you wonder if, like, you could build some sort of... Like, I don't think you'd have to really build a package on our end to trade... I don't know what his, Draymond's contract is, so it's kind of hard to answer that. Max. But like, It's maxed right now. It's max. He's so almost you, done. Like, last year of it, this year. Gotcha. Because, I, like, I mean, obviously, there's the Warriors' interest in Dame, which is kind of a hilarious report where it's saying they've internally discussed a trade for Dame. I know. It's hilarious. like... Well, so, well, so, like every team. Yeah, so is everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, he's the best but, like, if you could trade CJ for, like, a Draymond... Maybe. Like, I, again, Draymond's impact offensively is nowhere near the same, but he is, like, kind of... A, a nice glue guy to have well, could make you better. I don't know. Leadership, right? yeah. Because right now, Dame's having to really shoulder that load. And while I think CJ uh, is, a, is a really good lead-by-example person, like the dude obviously does his work, and, yeah, yeah. and he is individually so freaking talented. Yes. Um, but I don't know if it would not help a little more to have a second guy who can also hold people accountable mm-hmm. and a guy that's been like, I've won rings. I know what we have to do here. Yeah. And right. I know how I need to treat certain people, right? Mm-hmm. I need to get under someone's ass or I need to be more of like a welcoming arm to that person. And I think Dame does a good job, again, setting the example. And he's more vocal, obviously. Yeah. It's his franchise and always will be until he hopefully retires um, <laughs> and not decides to leave. But I think that impact could be huge, whether or not, you know, Draymond's probably not super realistic with the CJ thing because I know they want Dame, but I doubt they'd want I CJ. That, that would be quite a difference in like I don't really know how that was like when they had D'Angelo Russell. It's like Yeah. It's cool, but I don't think it makes you better. But there's trades out there, I'm sure of it. Well, Kyle, you mentioned an interesting one that I just quickly want to touch on. Um and and Ty, I want you to chime in on this because I thought it was a is a really cool potential deal it just depends are you willing to take that risk on and that's Kristaps Porzingis in Dallas for CJ McCollum something along those lines who gets more who get who adds pieces I don't know but what if you could get like Tim Hardaway Jr. who has frustrations in his own right but him and Kristaps for like CJ and Anthony and then probably a big yeah, oh, okay. I would do it in a heartbeat. To be honest, right? It's something again. It's something different. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be greedy here. Like, 
we you're just to, ready for something. I'm different. ready for something to change. I'm not, and let's be honest, it's not going to be a perfect trade for us. We're not going to look at the trade and be like, oh yeah, like we totally won. It's going to be we one love that you CJ. look at because it's just it's like it's like fancy football, right? There are a lot of people well, that don't you, talk like, to it's me about Connor that. Connor in fancy football. Like you'll never get a deal done with Connor unless it's like clearly in his favor. Yeah. And so, but like we have to Why accept that that's not going to be the case when we trade CJ. But it will be something different. That's <laughs> it may fair. work. That's fair. Kyle's not lying about that. I, I I'm very bullheaded in trades. Um, Ty, I want to go to you though. As we, it, it's time to address the bad part. Damian Lillard. Yep. There's there's heavy rumors now. And let's take it back to the summer. There was already rumors from Chris Haynes, who's Dame's guy in the media, right? And a very respected voice in the NBA circles. It's not uh, verified Twitter Barry Bonds that uh, yeah. whoever sent that to us. He has officially Paul. requested. <laughs> yeah, trade. exactly. Those guys that say <laughs> official sources. Yeah. The old school Chris Broussard method of just yell, sources, and then everyone's like, oh, he must know. Uh -huh. um, no, this is Chris Haynes, who's like... Always been Dame's kind of go-to guy. Early in the summer, starts talking about, like, there's a chance Dame isn't happy in Portland anymore and is not seeing enough being done, right? And so at the time, it's, it gets scary, but we're all kind of like, okay, all we need is Neil to kind of step up and figure shit out, right? Um, and nothing happens. Classic Neil. And from there, now we get to the last week here where out of kind of nowhere, I want to say, like really it just intensified one morning. And it, that makes me, I, I want to get into that too, but it intensifies one morning all the way to the point that it, Damian Lillard needs to now address those rumors after United States men's basketball practice um, to kind of hear it from him because yeah. there's so many things swirling. You know, there's the Lakers are going to send us crap on crap on crap and get Dame some I hate all those literally kind of make rumors. me vomit I know <laughs> and um so Ty I want to know kind of where your head was at during all that and what you think the outlook is now with almost, Damian Lillard staying in so Portland. I think the the most recent thing like when it happened last Friday when those two unverified or those verified accounts or whatever I think that was almost like a let's just get shit stirring almost like you think that like on their own independent on their own thing and then you saw like other people quote it like per this guy Barry Bonds or whatever his name was like and then it just kind of created this whole storm of shit to where like Dame had to officially be like because it has been brewing for a little bit so yeah. then all the people started Colin Cowherd was like it's time you know Dame or everyone was talking about it so I don't think Dame is his shit isn't going to get out so unless he wants unless it unless he wants it out and I read everything uh, because I was just, I'm obsessed. Yeah. And Chris Haynes was saying it's not to the point yet where he's going to be requesting a trade. But even in the interview that we listened to on the radio, Kyle, or I don't know if you did, Connor, yeah. but um, he was saying, I don't know what, I have no concrete information on like what my future holds because yeah. he wants urgency. And he said, Chris Haynes also said it's not to that point yet to request a trade because. Like, he needs to have those talks with the Neil O'Shea's probably. Chauncey, not as much because he's just the coach now. But, like, he probably wants to talk to ownership and be like, look, man, like, we got to do every – push your chips all in. Like, pay a little luxury tax. Like, come on. Like, this is your best chance. This is the best chance that we'll ever have. When are we ever going to get a player like Dame ever again? Like, not 40 years? Time. And you like, just said yeah. it. He's earned urgency. Yeah, he's, he's earned he's it. He's earned it through you, his play. 
You get you, you have to, to do get something so now. So lucky to get a player of his caliber on your team and, and then draft him and draft him and, and, and have him be so loyal he wants to stay <laughs> and, and the best in Portland. Is, the, yeah. Why? Why part, does he? I don't know. And the reason why I think it has to be so urgent is that like, look, we still have Dame under contract for how long? It's like another three or four years. Yeah, least. yeah. And the thing is, is like, if you go all in and it doesn't work. Just sell off. Yeah, you scrap it then. Yes. You sell off, and you're going to get a fuck ton of picks in return, and then you rebuild. And the, you yes. know what I mean? Like, that's just how it works. But the whole just, like, not doing anything, it actually just doesn't make any it's sense. It's the worst case I don't scenario. Underst- it is the worst case scenario. Like, why? Yeah. Like, what is the reasoning? Like, what I want Neil to sit down and be like, this is why we're doing this. I, he won't, obviously. He thinks but, it's like, good enough. He thinks our team's good enough. Yeah. It's He's, wrong. Really, it's He's wrong. He's wrong. Absolutely wrong. But just, like, look at what other teams are adapt or die. Look at what other teams are doing to try and win. And it right. is, like, you go all in on something, and if it doesn't work, you just sell. We'd sell, like, we unfortunately, we'd probably have to sell Dame. But, like, at the end of the day, whenever that day does come, if it comes, know that we're going to get a fuck ton of picks in return. At least we and should. honestly, he'd be doing the franchise a favor in that point. Like, well, yeah, if yeah. he's getting to the later end of his career, and then we get a bunch of picks, and like we're selling off, and then we can like at least have something to rebuild off of. Like, go all in, dude. And yeah. one other thing, boys, just that's cool to note is that uh, uh, Casey Hodel, you know the yeah, photog- yeah. the Portland guy, local legend. Yeah. So Dame, he's like he in an interview stated he's going to be living in Oregon. He's just he's building this monstros- monstrosity of a home like in the metro area somewhere. Like where he's been demoing it and like doing some shit like with bulldozers and like he's gonna build a family here, which is like, I just it makes me tingle. I'm so happy about yeah. that. I want to <laughs> see Dame Junior at I don't know where he's gonna play, but just taking over Oregon sports, you know, like it'll be so sick. So he Dame is Portland, like he has taken over Portland. Like, um, we just have we he deserves to go all in. Like like let's let's do something here. Like what. If Robert Covington isn't going all in, yeah. bro. Like, no, right. I, but the luxury tax was a good statement by you because it's like, you know, you can get certain players, and we're already over the cap. But like, let's, what is it? What Jody? Like, show show your cards. Like, we know you got money. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, spend some Sink money. It let's, in, try, baby. let's try and do it. Come on. <laughs> well, and and that's an interesting point as well. And at this at this juncture, I if I were Neil Olshay, I'd be bringing Dame in as much as possible and be like. Hey, I've offered this, this, and this, and like this is what we can do right now. Like, what do you want to do? Like, yeah, I, literally, I would literally, yeah. probably Dame play GM, please. And yeah. this is probably why I'm not an NBA executive. That and my <laughs> lack of IQ. But those two things, really, outside of that, like, why, why not? He is the whole. Look at James Jones and Phoenix. And the basketball players know better. Like, who's who, who's Neil to know? Like, what is his basketball profession and like? Does he know players Especially super well? Especially who like- Dame wants to play with. Like I, I'm basically all I'm saying is I would do whatever it took to keep Dame in this city because I do totally understand that take of like, yeah, if we run it back, I'll be oh like, I support him leaving. Like it's it's totally I want the best for him. No, fuck that. I want the best for him in Portland. Yes, I, don't, I, don't I agree completely. Him. I don't. Yeah. I, those uh, takes, I want- I'm like, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't agree. For yeah. him, but I won't boo him like I did Lamarcus. But at the same time, I want. Portland to fucking win too. Yeah. Like, because like, guess what? We're still Blazer fans at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. we have to root for this team. Yeah, so. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Well, right now, unfortunately. Right. Like after, like Kyle said, when you fast forward to the future five years in your time machine, <laughs> four championships. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be sick. Uh, God, All of a sudden, man. Kawhi Leonard just signs with Portland. You know, oh, we just you know, come on, don't men. Just I want to play like, Damian Lillard. You yeah. know? <laughs> we always like do. Do we just not have? I guess. 
players look at cap space on teams, I'm sure, before deciding in free agency who they want to go play for. But can we create that cap space in order to sign someone? Like, we can. Or, or do we have to trade well, the, right now? You we can't can. create cap space unless you trade people. Yeah. But you can always exceed the cap. You just There's a cap limit, and then there's a luxury yeah. and tax we're already limit. Over Once it. you're over the luxury tax limit, you can still bring in all you want. You're just paying a shit You just get fined a ton. A ton, yeah. 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 Or not, fi- I don't know if it's fined or whatever it is. It's yeah, lot. you pay a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The owners are spending some serious coin at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, now... Let's get really morose here for a second because I want to talk about if Dame does request a trade, what your expectation is as a franchise executive or a, a supporter of the franchise. Uh, you his know? current juncture, 31, and the, the player he is. Right I'm now. saying before this season, like, because it's gotten the bad world. enough. I want the earth right. in return. Right. <laughs> well, unfortunately, you can't have LeBron, but uh, <laughs> shout out Jack McDonald. He would have loved that joke. Uh, so what would your expectation be in that case? Are you going the route of full rebuild or, okay, give me another superstar and let's go? Like Colin Cowherd, for example, just to set that yeah, side yeah. of it, suggested Anthony Davis for yeah. Damian Lillard. Um, what? Where? Where's you guys' mental space when it comes to if that request comes through? Or are you just saying... Hey man, sorry, you're staying. <laughs> you're staying. Like you can sit out games or whatever. If that's we're just saying we have, you. if we're trading him in this scenario, I'll you go. Know, that's up to you. I'm saying he requested the trade oh. officially. What do you want to see? What What's your expectation then? I, I'll go. Okay. Uh, it's. I don't want a superstar in return, and the reason is, is that in Portland. I don't think you can trade for a superstar and convince them to stay for long term. Right. I think the only way we get superstars to stay is the Damian Lillard method. Right. And that is you draft them, they stay loyal, they just have that characteristic, whatever you want to call it, but they have that thing where they're drawn to our team and our organization. And so that's why I just want, you know, maybe like one or two pretty interesting young pieces that are like, not necessarily like a, a top five draft pick, but like one good piece that's like, okay, like he's kind of interesting, fun to watch, has a lot of potential. And then every draft pick in the fucking league. Kind of what uh, OKC Like OKC, okay, where they have like Angeles. them and what's the other team? They have like pretty much like every. Indiana. First... Do you think like... if you got like, no. say you trade them to OKC and you get like Diallo and or, is he even on that team? You get two young guys. Shea How many Gilles. draft picks Shea can you Gilles. get? Three, four. As much as. Five. I mean, I mean okay, <laughs> OKC literally has like I don't seven. know. It, yeah, they, it's, they have like seven or Paul eight George. draft first round draft picks over the next like two or three drafts. Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I know they have a shit ton, but how how many can you get from for Dame? As well, many as you could get for anyone else on the market. Yeah. I think he's as hot a commodity right now. Oh God, yeah. I mean, who who's more wanted? Like at least most of the people that would be said like. You could say Steph, you can, you know, obvious comparison as always. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harden, mm-hmm. KD, those kind of guys. Isn't he getting close to the exact same haul? Like yeah. at a point, you just reached this tier of I'm a first team, maybe second team All NBA player, mm-hmm. and at that point, you owe me as the return in the franchise. Mm-hmm. Like you owe me all your picks. <laughs> like yeah. that's gonna yeah. be all your a big thing. Yeah, because you could reasonably be like two guys and five picks. Yeah. yeah, but I, I could see that easily. If you turn to a contending team, that contending team better have other teams' draft picks because I don't want their first-round picks if they're well, just going to win the whole question. for the next yeah, three yeah. years because then it's like, oh, yeah, I get a glorified second-round pick. And, yeah, yeah. and I'm so anti... 
spending four or five years just tanking. Oh, that's God. Gonna, as a fan, is there? There's nothing worse no. outside of how cheap the tickets are to sit close. And then you're just not watching anyone you want to watch anyway. So yes. you come, you show up for the opposing team, and it's like, oh god, you show how up sad for the is development this? of your team that's going to win a championship in a couple of years. I and guess, <laughs> but it hurts. Doesn't the Blazers it? are like, proven to draft like incredibly well too, so this will all just work out great. Probably. Okay, yeah, that's. Well, let's remember <laughs> we this did, is let's, the nightmare scenario. Like yeah. Dame, Dame and let's also like state that he's Dame has said multiple times that he wants to retire a Blazer. He wants to be the best Blazer ever. So can we just make this happen, Neil we and Jody did, it's Allen? On, it's on Neil. It's on the it front office. It is on Neil. Well, if it, he stays... It's, it's not it's just it. Neil, though. It's on Jody Allen and the whole yeah, front office Neil. ownership as well because he's having to answer to them as well. Like, yeah, 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 he has to answer to Damon, wants to cater to his needs, but what if they're like, no, we can't go over the No, we can't do this. You know, They're yeah, part yeah, of the true. problem. They're right? part yeah, of the problem. They're yeah. part of it. That's yeah. a good point. That's a good point so, because it's not... He, although it feels like he is making all the decisions, like I said earlier, he's still answering to them. So they're obviously supporting what's going on, yes. you know, in terms of not making moves. And one caveat is because of the weird schedule, we are still in the season technically. I mean, we have game six oh, yeah. coming up on Tuesday mm-hmm. of the NBA finals. So we're not even to free agency period yet. It's all just feels late because we're used to early July being yeah, when yeah. everything happens. So there's still time to see things play out just with how little rumors are actually going around except Dame leaving potentially. I know. It makes you really skittish as a Blazer fan. Yes. For sure. I'd like a verified like I'd like a woes bomb of like the Blazers have discussed CJ McCollum trade talks. Yeah. Just something like love you CJ, obviously. Just like, float that, that would just excite me. Just because float that's it like out that there. gets me something where it's like, okay, we actually might do something. Let's go. CJ Blazers knows we have love said him. every yeah. piece is on the table except Lillard. That's yeah. what I'd want to see. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I I'd want to see. I will still wear my CJ jersey to games. I still love you. <laughs> this but... this is, yes. <laughs> well, he's there's like, some crazy fucking fans who like get way over the top, like during the season when he plays bad or something. Like everyone's gonna play bad. But we're also asking him to do like too much, like we've always like we've talked about with or was something I mentioned back, like when Mo Harkless and Alfred Camino were asked them to do too much as our starting three and four, like maybe Didn't fit their skill set. Yeah, yeah. CJ needs more around. Like we need an elite big with guards. Like well, and we need more. I agree, and that's what interests me so much about the Simmons for McCollum swap. And again, add the whatever pieces to make it happen. Simmons in our system, outside of that, you'd have to figure out free throw shooting, but anyone will, right? That has him on their team. Him in our system. And then CJ with Philly, like CJ's CJ would shine it. in Philly. CJ yeah. would but probably they, love they it. They would have the same issue as us right now with their backcourt defense because because of CJ Seth Curry and, and Seth Curry. Like, that's a that's, good point. That's yeah. weak oh, you, but, but you have Tybal coming to fruition really quick. I mean, yeah. he was second team they would, all defense I think, this year. I think Philly yeah. would love that. Honestly, I do too. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of shit like. <clears throat> I think on the radio, rid of him. they I, do. They were like, yeah. "You guys are gonna hate Ben Simmons." Talking to 1080 the fan or whatever yeah. I was listening to, like, I'm like, "Yeah, I probably will." You know, a little bit, but I think it's a better be a lightning rod for criticism. He's like, also, I mean, what? How many time All Star? Right. Like, he's, he's just, I mean, Kyle <laughs> makes a good point. CJ McCollum has not made an All Star game, and while yeah. that's a large part because he's in the West, where the best and on the Blazers guards and on the Blazers, so he doesn't get the same market support. His skills and, and stats couldn't argue he should have been at least once or twice and probably would have been this year if he didn't have the knee injury mm-hmm. pretty early on because his he was going The shooting thing, so. just, I, would, I would do it. I would do that trade. The shooting thing would drive me to no end. Like, I can shoot a free throw, and I suck ass. Right, it's a mental compared thing, to those yeah. guys. Yeah, He's got the yips or whatever. Yeah. Or his hands are too big or something, or he needs to shoot shoot underhand. I don't yeah. know. If Kawhi Leonard can shoot free throws, anyone yeah. can, because his hands are massive. True. I think it's just mental for him. So let's 
let's round out. Does anyone have any more comments kind of on the Blazers scenario right now or any subjects we want to touch on? I mean, we... We kind of just went around the horn there for yeah, a while. We did. <laughs> a lot of time. Okay. That was actually therapeutic. Guys. Yeah, I needed to say a lot of that stuff, so that's good. Uh, that's still a lot to unfold. Let's give a one to, or yeah, one to ten, ten being the most optimistic, one being the most pessimistic. Blazers 2021-2022 season outlook right now. Where you, where are you rating your scale? Three. So you're pessimistic. I'm pessimistic okay. right now. I got to be optimistic because if I'm not, and Dame's going to leave after this season if we're not, if we don't do anything. Well, and I'm to saying change. even going, but like just right now, now. just right now. It's not moment. about how we're going to play. Just what do you feel about the coming season at this? I second? have no trust in our front office for Neil O'Shea, so it's like a two or a three. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm right down there with you guys. I'm at like a. I, I, I don't know how anyone could right now. Like I want to say this has been the most. Heartbreaking, turbulent offseason, and we haven't even gotten to the meat of the offseason. And the fact that the rumors are so bad this early with Dame is just its I just, gut-wrenching. Like, th- if we lose Damian Lillard, there's a, there's a non-zero percent chance that I shed a tear. Guys, like what, a are we, what, tear. what are we supposed to do for, say we trade him, you get draft picks, Five, six, That's seven. That's what I'm saying. I ten don't years from do now, that. then what? What are we? Twenty six, thirty six. <laughs> we have a podcast. These people need to think about. Like, come on. You're right. You know what? I'm gonna send Neil this episode. <laughs> yeah. Just see, see what the people are saying. We're the people, but God. oh, all right. Let's let's leave it there for Blazers talk. I'm I'm thinking we're gonna be podcasting much more consistently going forward now that all the fellas are kind of back in the same area for the rest of the summer and, and yes. the year to come. Glad. Yeah, definitely happy to be back. But that doesn't mean we're done with the episode today because no. you guys heard about these billionaires going to space? <laughs> yeah. These guys are too rich, what man. The fuck? These guys are <laughs> Tyler, that's exactly where my head went when I first heard it. Richard Branson, just for anyone who doesn't know, Someone's just went up. Die. And yeah, it, we'll get into all that, Ty. So Richard Branson just went up. Neil deGrasse Tyson already debating. He didn't actually go into space, apparently. This is from yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson. He went to a place right on the edge of like the atmosphere where it was zero gravity, and you could see the Earth's spherical shape. Right. And But he was still kind of cruising around the Earth on that plane okay. rather than breaking out up all the way in into... In orbit, right? In yeah. orbit. Yeah. That's what he I was, was looking for, like, not the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. And so... I count it as going to fucking space. If you're getting yeah, zero I gravity mean, and you can yeah. see the world being round, um, sh- sorry, Kyrie Irving, then at that point, like, you're in fucking space. And that's, I don't like to fly, what? so this gave me night terrors to even imagine. But what's up with all these billionaires? Like, Ty, you said it. Do these guys just have, like, too much money? And at this I point, just, there's nothing new in their lives? Have so they they're just like, done, it. experienced so many things? Everything, like, I think. They're just trying to find joy in any sense. Like, I did, why are they doing this? Just to... Because it's cool. That's yeah. Kyle. Why? You, I, I feel like you'd be, have a good hand it on this. Because like, it's cool. Just I mean, or is it to one up the other dope. billionaires? Like be like, oh, space yeah, is yeah. dope. Space is dope, but it's also extremely scary, in my opinion. I'm Same. very interested in space, but I don't really have. There's not a bone in my body that's like itching to go to space. Like no. Earth to Richard. Until that shit is like as safe as it is to like fly to freaking New York from here. I, I don't want to do it. And like Earth to Richard Branson, have you seen Armageddon? Things happen in space. Like, well, yeah. I mean, asteroids. Bruce Willis died up there. Can come at it. Uh, exactly. Yeah. That's actually. I don't mean to change the subject, <laughs> but like the fact that like we are just like out in the middle of 
nothingness and like there's always a possibility that an asteroid could just come and hit us at like any point in time and it could just like put us all extinct that's a crazy thought well ask the fucking dinosaurs dude literally the dinosaurs <laughs> I mean, and like that like the I've asteroid like that. it but doesn't have to be the size of the earth it just has to be like a mile big or something like right. that. Maybe so what did it do though like that, did it chip off a piece of the earth because the earth's still spherical and round right? no it hit and um i can't remember the exact it caused location. an ice age somehow. basically basically what happens <laughs> is it causes like a global climate change because the asteroid hit but how like, did it not dent the earth you know like oh it i mean there was a dent oh there, in the there earth, is and that's how they found like, it yeah they it's not like the earth's like is it still there that it like <laughs> yeah. you rip off a chunk it's like in the ground yeah you know? it's, it like it's goes in the ground. into the center but where was that point do we um, know i i saw in a documentary once i can't remember the top of my head like a lot of it's water right now where it's like, but they can still analyze like underwater and see the giant yeah, yeah, yeah. crater from where it yeah, was. And like, holy shit, this thing was big. Yeah, it's fucking big. <laughs> holy it basically, shit. But yeah, it's Garn's point. It basically just causes like a global climate change because like, think like when that big of an object comes through the atmosphere, like all the fucking clouds are just gonna move out of the way. It's gonna hit the ocean and cause like a giant tsunami. Like shit's just gonna get fucked up on Earth. And then we'll and probably live yeah. through it. <laughs> yeah. Tyler, that's comic. How quickly would said. we die? Like Probably pretty damn quickly. I think immediately? dinosaurs had like acid rain on them and shit. So well, we one of my last very long. one of my buddies went ahead in the future five years and has a cool <laughs> underground bunker that I'm hoping he'll let me stay in. I mean, we're gonna need a big bunker, boys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just make sure I can still play COD. Though. <laughs> yeah. like, I gotta have something to pass. Play real life COD at that point. Oh yeah. shit! <laughs> don't I don't want to do that one. Okay, wait. I do think about that a lot, though. You, I didn't mean to was, change. No, um, I don't think we we don't think about that enough as a society. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, though, I do think What's I believe National Asteroid Day is July 18th for us boys. I'll write it on the calendar. Okay, <laughs> you've just made it a new holiday. <laughs> yeah. We'll check once a year. Just make sure we're good. Uh, I do think NASA has something where they're tracking asteroids within our like. Oh, they do, but we don't have asteroid defense systems. So if well, one what comes at us, we can't it's do like anything. Doctor Evil, like we need a massive laser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or fucking Armageddon, where we send astronauts and the drilling crew crew and they're going to drill and nuke the fucking asteroid. But you have to get the nuke to the middle or else the asteroid doesn't blow. Dude, such a good movie. Tears up. I tear up every time he's saying goodbye to Steven Tyler's daughter, uh, Bruce Wells. Oh, man. Now I'm getting in my feels. Anyway. So these billionaires. Yeah. Elon Musk apparently is going up. What did I do? Bezos. Bezos is doing his own thing. Going up into space as well. Musk is going to go up on Branson's space shuttle next, doing the same trip, I believe. Yep. And um, but I'm curious what Bezos is doing. Is he actually heading up to the I space don't know. station? My or? thing is like, why don't you guys just go and like check out all the beaches in America or like throughout the world or something? Like, or like like help communities that are like yeah, spend some money <laughs> no, on I'm, some that we can get into that all day. Yeah. Because or like that's fund what they should the, be like, doing. Honestly, but. they should just fund the Blazers' luxury tax. That'd be fantastic. That would be such Dude, a good. I said this. I'll I rock said, with Elon <laughs> hard. <laughs> oh my I God. said this in our group text. I I think we should get Melinda Gates and Susan Bezos, whatever her name. Is. Oh yeah, yeah. Get them together. They're some of the richest people in the world post-divorce. Like, you guys buy the Blazers. Jody, get your friends in here. Let's yeah. go. Get, right. Get Jody funding. should know. Jody and Melinda should be tight, they should dude. Be homies, right? Yeah. Oh, they were at all those Microsoft parties. Like, had to watch Steve Ballmer dancing on the stage together. And like, who the yeah. fuck is this guy? Steve Ballmer, man. That guy is <laughs> so weird, bro. I, know. I kind of would love to have him as an owner. I would, I I would too. It. I would rock with him so hard. <laughs> yeah, he went and got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. He's like, fuck it. Let's do it. I mean, his antics on the sidelines. Like, why is he grabbing his bro's nuts <laughs> yeah. when he's excited? People don't talk about that enough. <laughs> Not enough at all. Why is he crotch grabbing when he's excited? Steve, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so with the camera right in front of you. Well, and I get like, 
like he was he was definitely just going like grabbing for anything. <laughs> it's like dude, a grab bar. If I'm his friends, I'm like. I'd be like looking like, dude, what the? Oh, eighty billion dollars. It's just Steve. It's just Steve. Steve being Steve. Any final thoughts on? Um, Okay, last. I had one last question on the billionaires in space. Would you go with them if you got a free invite? Yeah. Like, like Bezos is just like seat for you. Do you want to check it out? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm dead I, serious. I, I think I all maybe the risks would. are I think there. I maybe would. Yeah, I think I probably think I would, because yeah. they have all the money in the world to like do all the double checking that to, to, so that they feel safe doing. So it, does you know? NASA. Yeah. yeah well, oh, I, I would be <laughs> super fucking scared the entire yeah. time. But it's like you know, it's like going on a crazy roller coaster, right? Just there's a lot more of a chance I, I'm going to blow up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the butt part. Like, but there's a chance you do blow up. I guess I we're all going to die YOLO. someday anyway, right? <laughs> so you, you do crazy shit and hope it's not that day. I, As someone who literally hates airplanes in general, it's so hard for me to imagine doing that, that my initial thought's like, no, but that's such a... I mean, not even once in a lifetime. Yeah. That's once in a... Yeah. Unless by the time we're like eighty years old, that you can just like go to the moon and back if you want to. Maybe I'm, be I'm, I'm not like with these guys going up. I think consumer space travel is definitely. I don't think. I think it'll be more like what we just saw Branson do, yeah. where you can take a trip up and like around part out. of the Earth and then back. But like, how long did he go? Distance. It only took him yeah, an long. hour and a half. To get up there, see the world up there for a while, and yeah. then land safely. <laughs> yeah, it's really I, that's well, the dude, biggest part up, that blew you get my shot mind. Up in a ro- was he in a rocket? And know? then it detached into a yeah, small Yeah, if you're pot. in a yeah. fucking rocket, dude, you're up in space in like two minutes. You're going like yeah. so I guess, fast. You're I just guess flying that's what, up into the space. That helps me like reaffirm that maybe I would just do it because like it's just two minutes. Just two minutes. Yeah, re-entry two minutes. would be the scariest fucking shit of all time. Where yeah. you're just like a literal, literal fireball just like coming through our atmosphere. <laughs> and then a parachute deploys and somehow you just land in the ocean Guys, and you're fine. My palms are so sweaty. <laughs> Is that what he did? Now? Like I have well, so that's much what anxiety. Do. I don't know if that's what he did specifically. But I, I don't. Know, like if you go to space... Yeah, that's what happens. Is you re-enter and you literally are just a flaming fireball. Yeah, and you aim for the ocean somehow. Yeah, <laughs> somehow a parachute catches that. I don't really know how the parachute can hold that, but <laughs> it happens. No clue. And that's then probably you're just floating in the ocean for NASA. And you know, there's probably sharks around you and shit. Oh goddamn! Yeah. Well, we got to talk about those parachutes for a second. Like, how are those not burning up? Dude, I don't know. Why like you asking us, dude? Just the backpack. The thing is on fire, right? Is what you're telling yeah, me? Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, we'll just trust his little parachute oh, that pop out. That you, have a, you have a heat shield in front of you. That's like obviously a fireball is around you, so you have a heat shield. The heat shield breaks, you just burn it live. So sick. Swag, 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 swag. Well, no, but let's, if I land in the ocean, that'll cool me off, right? So <laughs> yeah, exactly. let's yeah. talk about what we think the afterlife is. Um, next podcast. Okay. Oh God. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. That's because be we're talking about death and stuff. Like I would do some of these things if I knew I was just going to be, you know, chilling. But what's what's next? I mean, okay, <laughs> we're getting deep next pod. Hey, so now you have a reason to tune in for all uh, thirty of you still paying attention. Now you have a reason to tune in next we week, or, or at the very least two weeks from now, when we discuss uh, the afterlife with Tyler Bagenstaff, <laughs> afterlife specialist. I'll so. do some research. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's so a what a live person is doing the research on the afterlife. <laughs> This Probably not very said, credible this is sources. What the afterlife is. <laughs> yeah. I know he, he's verified on this Twitter. This 56-year-old <laughs> scientist said the afterlife very is this. Very Bond's Twitter account said this is <laughs> yeah. what the afterlife is. You know Taylor what? being is traded, <laughs> afterlife. Those There's probably articles on the internet about the afterlife. Like, dude, 
what if you die and come back to life? Like, There's what do you know? Thousand percent articles. <laughs> and uh, Tyler, I don't know if you've ever read the Bible. It kind of talks all about it. Yeah, yeah. It I says mean, a lot of other shit too. No, I'm just saying. Of, like, yeah. I, I'm it's saying also people are claiming marriage. that's a, my. What you? Do? <laughs> well, just <laughs> keep talking. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is people definitely write about this shit while they're alive. Like, that's kind of the whole basis around the Bible. Is like, I was alive. This when segment's this gonna get cut. I know it. <laughs> uh, it's out. This is already. This is all cut footage. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do a good exit. Uh, All right, let's wrap it there. It's good talking about billionaires in space to wrap up the pod <laughs> and nothing else. Uh, <laughs> for Tyler Baggins, Kyle George, and myself, Connor Scott, we'll talk to you very, very soon. Peace. Peace. Peace.